let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics got to hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all, classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on MutinyRadio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com to Mutiny Radio at Mutiny 
mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for the Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm 
podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) How exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at mutinyradio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for Everyday Conversations on Race with Everyday People. With Sima Lieberman, Everyday People, talking about race every week. Different Everyday People, talking about race. On Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, it's Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate. It'll heal ya. Then... At noon, stick around. Sergio Novoa brings you my limited view. Talking about all things from his perspective. Then, on Thursdays, from 8 to 10, it's time for Beyond Your Comprehension with Clem. Exciting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Also, the IC podcast. That's the Imprint City podcast coming soon. MutinyRadio.fm. New shows. You can have one, too. Contact director at MutinyRadio.fm to find out more details. Check us out at MutinyRadio.fm. Listening to Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Uh, You're listening to Mutiny Radio. Coming up next is Women's Magazine with Global Val, followed by the Common Thread Collective. So stay tuned to Mutiny Radio. You can find us at mutinyradio.fm. And if you'd like to come by for the Common Thread Collective, we are located at the corner of 21st and Florida in the Mission District. We're on Ohlone land. Thanks so much for listening to uh, the weekly review. And uh, coming up next again, as I mentioned, will be the the uh, women's magazine with Global Val. Stay tuned. Don't you know? We're talking about a revolution sounds. Don't you know, talking about a revolution. 
revolution It sounds like a whisper While they're standing in the welfare lines Crying at the doorsteps of those armies of salvation Wasting time in the unemployment lines Sitting around waiting for a promotion Don't you know talking about a revolution It sounds Who are people gonna rise up Get their share Who are people gonna rise up And take what's there
Hello and welcome to Women's Magazine. This is Global Val here. The date is Friday, November 9th, 2018, and live here at Mutiny Radio.fm here in the Mission District at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets. I hope you're enjoying your Friday afternoon, but definitely stay safe out there. Uh, there's a lot of smoke in the air. No, it's not because it's it's. San Francisco, you know, stoners. No, 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 no. Uh, there's a ton of smoke in the air coming from the camp fire, um, located up in paradise, California, uh, near Chico, California. So if you were to drive from San Francisco, um, up to Chico, it'd take you about uh, a good four hours, maybe five hours, um, depending. Um, so although it's quite a distance, uh, from where we are, um, the city has been inundated with smoky air for the, at least the past 24 hours or more. Um, so I know I've got my tie dye bandana as I walk down the streets and, um, 
a lot of other people are, are, are donning their masks as well. Uh, unfortunately, the state of California and the Californians have, have, have been getting used to um, some of this, this terrible air quality um, brought about by wildfires throughout the state, especially over the past couple of years. And um, it's happening again. So although it does create that kind of beautiful uh, L.A. smog kind of glow in the sky and the sun, you know, looks like dune, you know, it's like red. Um, so it's it's a rather it creates a rather striking um, light uh profile here. Um, it's definitely, uh, smoky. It smells like smoke. Um, and so, uh, it's the, it's really bad air quality right now in the Bay area. Um, so be safe out there, take precautions. Um, especially if you or someone, you know, uh, suffers from asthma or other, uh, breathing problems. Um, this could really exacerbate those symptoms. So, um, keep an eye out for each other, uh, stay hydrated. Um, you know, wear, wear, uh, something over your face and nose. If, if you, if you have a chance, um, and protect yourselves and, and look out for one another right now. Cause, uh, although we can see the smoke in the air, it's kind of an invisible thing. So, um, you know, if you're getting headaches or other kinds of symptoms, like, you know, be aware of the, of the smoke and the air quality right now. Um, and, uh, try to take care of yourselves. That's my little PSA for the day, um, because this is Mutiny Radio, and we care. So uh, thanks for tuning in to listen today. Um, yeah, today's November 9th. So we're looking you know, very much closer to the end of the year. Uh, I can't believe 2018 has passed so quickly. In some ways, it's a blessing. In other ways... Wow, life moves pretty fast. Um, so just to let you know, if you're just tuning in, and I just got in from, I was had a meeting at, at, at my day job, uh, so it was a little bit of a delay, which is why I'm starting uh, about 20 minutes into this podcast. But um, just so you know, uh, we have a, f- a few dates that we're going to be doing the show here throughout the end of the year. When I say we, I mean myself here for Women's Magazine and also uh, myself and Diamond Dave for Common Thread Collective. Um, 2018, the four remaining shows are as follows. Today, November 9th, and then um, November 30th, uh, we're going to be doing a show uh, that Friday afternoon because it's the day before MAP, the Mission Arts and Performance Project. So we want to make sure that we get to do a show before then, uh, we'll possibly have Jorge Molina, Molina come in and do a blessing. We'll see if Cambia can show up and maybe do a little musical set for us to, to get us all geared up for MAP, which is an amazing free event here in the Mission District where you can cruise around almost all day, but definitely all evening to various locations and venues. And some of times there are cafes and sometimes there's someone's garage or living room or, um, an art studio or something, um, where these spaces are transformed into, uh, art and performance spaces. So, Mission Arts and Performance Project. That's going to be on December 1st. So we will be here at Mutiny Radio on the Friday prior to that, which is November 30th. Then in December, uh, we'll be doing two shows uh, in the middle of the month. So Friday, December 14th, and then on Friday, December 21st, which will be the solstice. And we're going to have a great um, 
show that day. We hope you'll come in for all of these shows and participate on the Common Thread Collective uh, Community Open Mic. But certainly on the 21st, we're going to have an amazing brass trio led by Aaron Priscorn, and they're going to be playing some of their uh, holiday music on their respective brass instruments. Um, but it would be great to have as many people who want to come and be a part of that show uh, to do so. Just adjusting to my microphone here. I love Mutiny Radio. It's such a roll-your-own kind of place. You know, it, we're, we're strictly online, um, so we're free speech. Uh, we don't have any bosses, so we can pretty much do what we want and say what we want, uh, for better or for worse. And, um, you know, when I, when I knock the microphone cable out, I can just reach down and pick it up. So... <laughs> Yay. Um, so I'm definitely going to be talking about the election that happened on Tuesday, but we're, we're just going to take a, a little a few breaths before we get into that. Um, but I do want to um, direct you to our website, mutinyradio.fm. Go to our podcast archive and check out the weekly review with Roman. Um, he just did a show uh, just before this one. And again, today is November 9th, 2018, um, where uh, a friend of his called in from the caravan that is slowly making its way up through Mexico from Central America, gathering folks who are planning to come to the U.S. border seeking asylum. Um, but there are uh, people who are down there helping out. Uh, remember, these are men, women, and children, uh, you know, all ages, people from different countries, different regions, different language speakers, um, you know, and who are looking for a safer, better life. And, um, and, uh, so if you check out the Facebook page for the weekly rev, yeah. Right. Weekly rev. Yeah. Weekly rev. Moms right here. The weekly, weekly rev. Oh, sure. Yeah. If you go to facebook.com forward slash weekly rev, uh, you'll find, uh, the link for today's show. And there was also, they're also doing a, um, some, some crowdfunding to try to help bring supplies to the people. And yes. Yeah. There's a PayPal that's included in the description of today's show. And so folks can donate directly to folks who are on the ground. Excellent. Thanks, Val. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Roman, for all the good work you do here at Mutiny Radio. Um, you know, we, we here, at least I'll speak for, for myself and, and Roman, we're, we're just trying to make the world a better place. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just want you to know what's going on, um, for better or for worse, uh, so that, you know, you can kind of reach out to people and commiserate or, uh, you know, help <laughs> or get help. Um, you know, it's, we're working on a real human level here. So, um, I really appreciate that. And, uh, uh, I hope I hope you do too. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you must because that's kind of it's kind of how we roll uh, around here. So I'm going to play a little music for you um, from a very cool band uh, that plays around the Bay Area. They're called Brother Spellbinder, and um, yeah, you can catch them around. Sometimes they actually um, recently had a regular stint. I'm not sure if they're still doing it Wednesday nights at the Revolution Cafe over here on 22nd Street, um, but a, a really cool little ensemble. So um, here's some music from our whoops, our friend's uh, brother Spellbinder. And uh, actually, our, another friend of mine just handed me this CD a week ago. So um, although I've heard their music before, I'm not sure what to expect. Uh, I'm just going to randomly select a track and we're going to go with it. 
So here we go. Welcome to Women's Magazine. Zero 
highlight some music from Brother Spellbinder. Are you, are you spellbound? I am. Um, really cool, really cool band. Um, go check them out at the Revolution Cafe, I think on Wednesday nights. Uh, I think they're still on that circuit. Um, all right. Well, this is an unavoidable topic. <laughs> The midterm elections. Oh my God. So Global Val's election season coverage, I have to be honest, it started really strong. Last December, actually, um, when the the late um, Ed Lee, our former mayor, um, died unexpectedly uh, in December of 2017. And it, 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 it struck, struck, ignited the fire of a, of a, short-lived uh, mayoral race, which probably saw more mayoral forums in that short little six-month period um, than a normal um, every four-year election, um, mayoral election would uh, would have. Um, it was a real whirlwind. I interviewed at least three of the candidates for mayor, um, a couple that uh, were supposed to come in and, and never did. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> and uh, we had a, a forum here for people who were running against Nancy Pelosi for U.S. Congress. We had a right here at Mutiny Radio. I, I moderated that forum uh, between, I believe, four candidates. Um, and uh, we talked to people who were pushing for or strongly opposed to various ballot measures. All, all of this like in the first six months really of uh, 2018. And you can find links to all of those interviews on globalval.blogspot.com. Globalval.blogspot.com has links to all those. And so it's kind of funny. I have to, I really have to admit this um, because as a volunteer radio DJ, um, it was about, you know, it was about a week before the June uh, primary election here. And, um, when I realized, wow, this election season goes till November. <laughs> so I admittedly felt a little bit burnt out um, but, but after the June election. So uh, we actually took some time this summer to kind of uh, step back a little bit and, um, you know, do our shows every other week as opposed to every single week. And um, so my, my latter part of 20, 2018 election season coverage was a, a little less intense than the first half. Um, that being said, uh, certainly uh, there's been a lot to talk about this year. Um, I went to the She the People conference. Um, it was a big summit here in San Francisco, and um, it was women from around the country, 36 states, um, primarily women of color, which was the focus of uh, building a community of support, um, outside of, um, although, you know, still somewhat aligned with, uh, the current political party systems. Um, but, uh, you know, trying to push for, for, for more women to be elected into all levels of government. Um, and it wasn't until that summit, she, the people, um, that I really understood the scale of uh, the movements here across the country, um, the pushes, the push 
for change uh, in representative government, uh, who was going to be running and winning primaries and then ultimately winning seats uh, around the country. Um, so although there were, of course, a few, you know, disappointments, as there always are uh, in this recent election that took place just three short days ago, um, we certainly saw a big wave of change. I'm not going to call it a blue wave, um, you know, even though uh, a lot of people ran under the Democratic banner, um, but certainly a, a large wave of change um, with a lot of firsts. In fact, a record 117 women won office on Tuesday. Um, pretty amazing stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to just buy, you know, some of the numbers here. Uh, I've got a couple articles here that I'm referencing. One's from NPR, one's from the New York Times. So um, mostly objective number stuff uh, as opposed to substantive uh, bias. But um, in terms of numbers, at least 117 women were elected on Tuesday, 100 Democrats and 17 Republicans. And that was as of Wednesday. You know, there's still some counting to be done. Of them, 42 are women of color. At least three of them are LGBT. Um, with some ballots still being count counted, women have so far claimed 96 of the House's 435 seats, um, which is expected to rise to 100. Um, that's a, uh, an increase from the current 84 seats that women occupy in the House of Representatives. So uh, still, you know, nowhere close to parity, but uh, growing. Um, at least 12 women won Senate seats, uh, which will bring the total in that chamber to at least 22. Um, so th again, nowhere near halfway, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, it, some victories across nonetheless um, for women and there's certainly you know from both parties actually uh, women won nine governorships um, six women currently serve so that's bringing that number way up um, basically overall at least 10 more congressional seats will be occupied by women than before um, let's see uh, 250 women were on the ballot um, so the fact that 117 women won is a pretty amazing figure. Um, I just want to talk about some of the people who won, who are really interesting that we're going to be, uh, looking at and, and, and becoming familiar with over the years to come. Um, the first Muslim women, uh, there was the Democrat, uh, Rashida Talib, who's from Missions Against 13th District. I met her at She the People. She came to San Francisco. Um, she had, you know, tears in her eyes as she spoke about the water crisis of Flint, Michigan. Um, these are people who are going door to door and real grassroots um, efforts uh, to become elected. So, um, She's going to be represent in the House of Representatives. She'll be representing Michigan's 13th district. Um, and then from Minnesota, another Muslim woman, Ilan Omar, uh, is representing that state's fifth district. So they both became the first Muslim women elected to Congress. Um, and also, uh, Ilhan Omar is also a refugee. So she'll be the first refugee in Congress. Um, 
And then uh, Rashida Tlaib will be the first Palestinian American woman to serve in Congress. So I think that's going to be rather interesting as well. Um, she, she joked at She the People. She said, you know, of course, my mother thinks I'm going to go free Palestine. <laughs> um, but, you know, what a different voice to have in Congress. Um, we also elected the youngest woman ever. 29-year-old Democrat Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, she's serving New York's 14th district. Um, and yeah, the the woman who currently holds, um, uh, who, who previously held that distinction of being the youngest woman was elected at age 30. Um, in that, also from New York, but that was back in 2014. So uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's been getting a lot of press, of course. You're probably familiar with her name. What I think is particularly badass about her, other than her politics, is that she not only won in the 14th district in her primary in June, but she also won as a write-in candidate for the 15th district because they loved her so much. Um, so, of course, after that primary, she had to choose one district, which, of course, she chose the 14th, which she was running for, um, to represent... Um, you know, from where she came from in New York. Uh, so she's going to call uh, to Congress. <laughs> she's going to college. No, she's going to Congress. Um, another round of firsts, which I think is particularly moving, um, is the first Native American women. Uh, Democrat Sharice Davids won the House seat from Kansas's third district, unseating a Republican Kevin Yoder. And Democrat Deb Holland from New Mexico won the seat for New Mexico's first district. So both of them, that makes both of them the first Native American women ever elected to Congress. You get where we're going with this? You see, see what's happening here? Um, Ayanna Presley. Democrat from Massachusetts, a city councilwoman from Boston who won, who ran against a 10-term incumbent Democrat and won the, her primary handily, won this election. And she's becoming the first black woman elected to Congress from Massachusetts uh, to represent that state's 7th district. Um, huge. Um, also... Um, Iowa's getting their first women House members ever um, going to Congress. Uh, first Latina Congress members from Texas, uh, Democrat Veronica Escobar in the state's 16th district and Sylvia Garcia in the state's 29th district. First Latinas represented in the, in the state Congress, according to the Texas Tribune. Um, First woman governor of Maine, uh, first woman ever elected governor of Iowa, first woman senator from Tennessee, uh, first woman governor from South Dakota, um, who's a Republican, by the way, but still, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a women's magazine, um, and the first woman senator from Arizona. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't usually love, um, and that was some reporting from the, from NPR. I don't usually love, um, the New York times, but there was, uh, the, 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 
there was a great line here um, from Maya Salam, who wrote the gender letter. Um, and she said, a record 117 women won elections across the United States on Tuesday, flipping seats and taking names. So uh, if you don't think change is possible, think again. Um, if you don't think change is in progress, don't be mistaken. Uh, there's a lot of passion and a lot of power and a lot of people coming together um, to try to stir the pot in this country and, um, and uh, well, make it more fair, more equitable, more actually representative of our populace. And so um, I've, I've, I've met some of these women. I have uh, talked to some of their senior advisors. Um, I, I interviewed um, Ayanna Presley's senior advisors here on Women's Magazine back on, I'll get the date right in a minute, it's September 21st. So you can check out that uh, podcast uh, where we kind of did a, re a recap of She the People and talked about Ayanna Presley's um, historic run and victory. Um, so yeah, it's happening. Um, change, change is here. Change is coming. And, uh, when you see a picture of the next, uh, house of representatives, when they get sworn in, uh, in, in January, it's going to look a lot different. So, um, Democrats have regained the, the, uh, majority in the house of representatives, um, a good way to put a check on power. Uh, remember old checks and balances? Um, a great way to, to put some balance at least back into our uh, system of government between the executive, the judiciary, and the legislative branches of government. Um, so uh, although the, the Senate is still uh, has a root, majority of Republicans who obviously have been self-serving uh, their own um, moneyed interests behind them and playing dirty and getting into bed with uh, sleazeball number 45 um, to get their own agenda across. Well, you know, Senate still has a majority of Republicans, but things are changing. Uh, we definitely are looking at a time of opportunity. So don't go to bed. If you're feeling like you're more woke than you've ever been, uh, you know that you got to stay up um, and, and keep at it. Um, we certainly need to remain vigilant, um, especially as attacks uh, keep coming from the White House against uh, freedom of the press. Um, just remember, if if people are trying to hide things from you, it's probably because they're doing something that you are not going to like very much. So, um, you know, the writings on the wall, uh, the, the dirt, the, the dirty dealings are, um, not too far under the surface. So, um, don't despair. Here's a little music for you. A little more brother spellbinder. This is Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. Awesome Friday. You are. He did you a favor. You'll appreciate later. Just another night caper. Never say never. It's gone up.
Happy Friday, everybody. This is Global Val here at MutinyRadio.fm. You're listening to Women's Magazine. I do always want to encourage you to tune in and listen to Women's Magazine on KPFA 94.1 FM every Monday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. My colleagues over there are always doing fantastic work uh, elevating women's voices. Um, They are the original Women's Magazine. I am but an outpost here in the Mission District on this crazy ship called Mutiny Radio. Anyhow, um... Happy November, uh, and uh, wow, Whew, what a year. All right, I feel like I should read you a poem, and it is, this, this, is, uh, this is not my poem. I did not write this. Um, I might read one of my own later, but um, this comes from She the People, so the She the People Summit that happened in September. Um, it's called An Anthem for Now. And it's honor. It's in honor of she the people, and it's by Elmaz Abinader, and um, she is um, a professor over at Mills College, and she wrote this, and this this kind of came on the flyer from that day. Um, so here we go. It's called an anthem for now. The world inside and beside me are one. Change starts when you listen to the heart. Hear this. Country, you do not need a telescope to find us. Stars are among you. Shift your eyes from the corridors to the sky, from the sky to the home, from the home to the field, from the field to the classroom, hospital, factory floor, and street corners. Hear this. We are the voiceless and we will be heard, not as a song to entertain you, not as a rule to be followed or a call to dinner. We call on you to listen to the voices that stream in from embattled countries and towns with names hard to pronounce and ways you do not see on TV. The world inside and beside me are one. Change starts when you listen to the heart country hear this the configuration is new again answers are not bought or bargained for this is no backhaul game nothing is theoretical the evidence is us and we come here open hands to offer solution inclusion compassion and generosity don't question it so country It's time to welcome the unseen and the unheard who have been doing your labor all along. But don't worry, we clean up good and stand before you and with you. See us, hear us with all our languages, accents, 
bodies, all our ages and wisdoms, it is time. The world inside and beside me are one. Change starts when you listen to the heart. And that was written by Elmaz Abinader, professor, an anthem for now. She the people, y'all. It's awesome. You've been listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, the music that we were listening to here is from Brother Spellbinder. Um, and uh, it's an exciting time to be alive. So I feel like I should read you a little poem as well. Um, because although I myself... Uh, well, let's see. Do I have time to read this? Hmm, it's kind of a long one. How about this? We'll end with with this. Because I know that you're out there and you're dreaming. Uh, I know I'm dreaming. So here we go. Visions awaken. Visions awaken through inspiration. Open your eyes so you can find what you wish to be. Call to the far reaches. The echo is destiny. Pump love and passion even into the faintest notion of what could be. A colorful yarn unraveling to unleash your story. A call and response of your dreams and reality. Peace to you all. I'm Global Val. Stay tuned. The Common Thread Collective is coming up next. Um, Lots of love. Stay, Stay strong. Stay healthy. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like running for Congress and winning. Who knows? Inspiration is contagious. Peace. Thank you. Stay tuned.
четко. Я могу говорить. Давай. Я могу, могу. говорить. myself to be here this evening for a number of reasons. First, you know, this is the, the first time that Josh and myself have been on the West Coast for one thing in Los Angeles, California. Uh -huh. And I'll tell you... I'll tell you, it's really something. You know, because we're from the East Coast, you have Lutonia, really, you know, in yeah, a little right. town called Belbic. And there's, uh, you know, such a difference between our hometown and Los Angeles, you know, it's almost funny. Oh, yes, well. <laughs> that, well, no, no yeah, it is. No, no, but it is funny um, almost. Um, not not quite, real funny, no. but almost funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not the big yuck, no. But enough for some charcoals, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, Always for example, for let me just say, in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time, oh. except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But you know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No. Plutonia, the driving is so different also. Oh, the driving? Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh, no, well, we can't forget 
the cops. No, and those differences there. How could you forget those? No, we can't forget those. No question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. You know, how many people out here, you know, not deep, deep, the great part? Anyway, let's segue to this. You know. Yes, yes, y'all. You're on tuned in to mutinyradio.fm. We are high spirits, just getting a roll on. High spirits. We're missing the intern because she's got the best radio voice. Our intern is on her way. Our intern soon to be upgraded to host. <laughs> oh. Did we lose the music? Yeah, somebody turned it off or something. Uh, to check the, the cable. As a plug. So welcome y'all. Welcome back. I think this is our fifth episode, fifth app, and we're super pumped. Thanks for joining us. If uh, anybody is out there, feel free to give us a call at 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. We are High Spirits. We're the show that ostensibly talks about sobriety and people's relationship to alcohol and drugs, whether it be positive, negative, sideways, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Do we have... uh, we have a couple guests, some some regulars, uh, some real friends of the pod with us. Sorry, folks. <laughs> the that's, cables were just all that's unplugged my, and hanging out, and we're just putting things back together here. Illustrious co-host who can introduce himself, who was absent last week. We missed him dearly. Oh, hey. Um, my name is Pegasus. Hey, Pegasus. 
Uh, co-host has a name of the week, which is actually quite cool. Uh, I guess I didn't introduce myself. My name is Jay Quellen. I forgot for a second there. I am Jay Quellen, and we have Pegasus today. Getting some Greek mythology up in this biatch. We're just uh, figuring things out right now. <laughs> there, there we go. Can you hear us? I can barely hear hey. I can't. Oh. How is this? This is better. I think. Sorry. Are we good? Yeah. Looks like this mic stand broke. <laughs> All right, what's up? Hear us in the headphones? Pegasus taking a deep breath. I can hear you in the headphones. Oh, hey, it's Madison. Um, <clears throat> stick around. You guys got to stick around for a great show. We've just introduced uh, Madison's Corner, which will be up in approximately 30 minutes or an hour. Or really, it depends on when she has to bail to go to one of her drug-fueled dance parties <laughs> where she is ostensibly sober, just like this show is ostensibly about sobriety. Uh, no winking and no nudging there. We're serious. Oh, cool. We don't have the echo <laughs> there. Yeah, it was yeah. weird with the echo. But, you know, we love to hear ourselves talk, right, Madison? We do. I went home and listened to the podcast just to hear what I sounded like. And I sound like a valley girl, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and you're... Yeah, you're, uh, you're from the valley, right? <laughs> exactly. We have another regular friend of the pod and contributor of the music tonight uh if you want to introduce yourself hey this is bob hey bob hi bob. hey bob welcome back welcome back hey good to be here and bob is also our uh our our music person tonight or did you just say that yeah hey i already covered that pegasus <laughs> hey 10-4 good buddy <laughs> Um, Pegasus is, uh, thanks for, uh, to our co-host Pegasus for getting everything up and running. We, uh, just scrambled right after the comedy show. Hopefully you were listening to the entirety of that. And, you know, it's interesting, um, that, uh, I have thought that, you know, it would be fun to maybe kick off this show with uh, occasionally with comments about the comedy set that preceded us because sometimes there is some interesting stuff happening in those sets it's wild this is uncensored free speech comedy underground this is the underground comedy spot you know like i i love in theory to bring somebody new to one of the comedy uh, sets on Friday nights, so they happen from 8 to 10, with uh, open mic starting at 6 p.m., to just be like, you know what, I got street cred in this city, I know where the underground comedy spot is, but you just never know what people are going to say, and uh, tying into the topic of our, the theme of our show, High Spirits, uh, we had a joke, if you might remember at the end there, with one of the comics about... Uh, Drinking. I don't remember all the particulars. Actually, I don't remember anything at all, except that there was a joke about drinking. 
<laughs> Maybe you guys remember something. I didn't pick that up. Yeah. I, the last guy was super inappropriate, it, it and I liked it. It was a story about him getting shit-faced drunk, uh, jumping into the air, shitting his pants, uh, and passing out in it, front of a bunch of girls. I, I think I was so traumatized by the shitting the pants part, I tuned that part out. But thank you for remind, for jogging my memory, Bob. And, and something about him being three years old and seeing his mother... Well, no, that, that, that was, was the, the next. Comment. That was the next, and you know what I got to say? I actually, I really like that, guys. I mean, I'm, I would like to hear what you guys thought of that joke. But out of all the jokes, that one really stood out the most. Um, I thought it was. Uh, it, I, I did have one criticism of that <laughs> joke, which is that hot dogs can't be raw; they come pre-cooked. Ah, indeed. Like the ballpark franks, they plump when you cook them, y'all. Plump when you cook them. Um. <laughs> Uh, ballpark pranks. You don't remember that? That's uh, I, I couldn't tell if you were making an inappropriate sexual joke like the, the comedian, the last comedian. No, th- that is actually a real commercial yeah. for a real product, uh, ballpark pranks, yes, which they, I was obsessed they with. when you cook them, yeah. Yeah, as a kid. Um, and that was meant to entice people. <laughs> to <laughs> actually, that is funny now that we're... T- <laughs> I haven't thought about that commercial in a decade. <laughs> and yeah, there were some a interesting... Little, a little innuendo, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, all moms out there uh, serving your kids. Um, and there was an uh, appropriate or inappropriate joke about a gentleman who said he dated only uh, single moms and about the snacks and stuff. So... Yeah, some memorable stuff. It was pretty interesting. Um, and I won't get into it now necessarily. I want to see what, what the, you know, what's going on with the floor. You know, everybody check in what's going on with them. But I did want to say that that comedy thing reminded me that I just watched. Uh, I was blown away. I just watched the new Dave Chappelle uh, Netflix special. And I don't know if any of you guys have watched it yet. Is that the one he's getting some criticism about? I'm sure he is getting criticism. I think when I searched his Wikipedia page, because I wanted to learn more about him after this show, I, um, I, I there were some articles. I completely forget what the controversy is, but... I I can only speculate, and I might I might speculate by giving some highlights about what I really enjoyed about his humor, which is very controversial indeed. Are you guys talking about Chappelle? Yeah, did you watch it? No, I was going to say the controversy is that he's not funny anymore. Oh, oh hey. Um, wait, it's Shadow, Shadow Lady, right? Hey, by the way, that's Shadow Lady who just joined us with Hi a guys. very controversial <laughs> opinion about the new controversy surrounding Dave Chappelle. I'm kidding. I love Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah. He's my boy. He was uh, in he's San Francisco a, a month ago. Uh, yeah, he's married to a Filipino. And uh, at the end of his show, he actually thanks her in a beautiful photo of them walking, looking back, holding hands. Uh, to my beautiful pal or whatever her name is, um, Elfin or Al or whatever. And, elf. Uh, and, uh, she's an elf. She's seemed. Uh, she's he's, he's talked about her a lot in his in his stand up and um, also yeah. just I think offline and. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, anyways, we don't have to get into it all now, but I, I'm super jacked up on that. I really, it was a, it was. But so wait, fun. there is a new one, not the ones that he came out with like a while. No, back. no, this is brand new. Oh, I'm excited. Where is it? It's on Netflix. I don't have Netflix Ned anymore. Netflix. <laughs> um, who has Netflix here? Because I'm coming well, obviously, over. Well, obviously, obviously, password can you steal? Yes. Yeah, obviously, I do because I watched it. Oh, all right. Um, I'm but, there. Uh, but I'm using somebody <laughs> else's, of course. That um, makes you not an adult. <laughs> I think I think Netflix is one of those things that uh, is. Uh, 
It's part of the new sharing economy. Hey, millennials share an economy, you know, Netflix. Netflix and chill. You know, I, I like to uh, Netflix and chill, and uh, usually uh, 100% of the time, that just means that I'm hanging out on the couch, chilling by myself, watching Netflix. That's Netflix and chilling for Jay Quellen. Uh, you know, anybody out there want to change that, just call in 415 <laughs> And about me? I am open to I watching that I'm special coming. again. <laughs> uh, you don't couch, Shadow Lady. <laughs> um, all right. It, it will. It will definitely not be chill. <laughs> just, I don't. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Controversial topics abound. Um, so I know that. Um, I think it would be cool maybe if uh, we have one, two, three, four, five people in the room, uh, five beloved people, and uh, maybe it'd be cool for everyone to have a, a brief check-in um, so that, you know, you guys, the fans, the audience can get to know who um, who we are again. Um, this is just our fifth show. And uh, yeah, so you want to start off, Bob? No. Nope. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm like, what exactly are you looking for us to do? Hey, you know, we you want us like, to, to anonymously introduce ourselves? Be like, I'm Madison, and... I will do Madison's Corner. Call me with your tax questions, international tax questions specifically. Or you can find me in the club with a crazy colored wig. There it is. That's it. And that's, that's Madison. Madison. That's Madison. Oh, I was just thinking about the happenings of the week. You know, anything interesting happening in your week. Uh, I saw a, just on the drive over here, I saw a down and out presumably homeless uh woman on the street wearing a coachella sweatshirt and uh that just gave me pause i'll just stop there are you sure she's homeless or that's hobo chic Uh, yeah i don't know see that's where that's where i'm stopping but uh i did think that i did uh, i will say that viscerally something felt wrong about that to me i felt sad i felt sad maybe a little outraged and jealous because I knew you were trying to go. No, no, I'm not. I, oh, not Coachella. You're trying to go to Burning Man. Oh, everybody's out of Burning Man right now. So uh, we're, you know, thousands of our fans are, are not here today. <laughs> like, yes, but we can get parking. Uh, indeed. Oh gosh, every year you're absolutely right, Bob. I I have been getting parking. I have been. I don't know what else. Uh, Getting into restaurants, all those I restaurants. I feel like the city's better when they're gone. I know that's <laughs> terrible for me to say, but Let's just the club's got a better crowd. Like it's just better. Oh yeah, you've noticed that. Oh yeah. Because yeah. you you ro- you move in a in a burner dance scene. Would you say? The first half of your night, right? Well, I try to avoid the clubs that most burners go to, but I have noticed, I do notice that when Burning Man's on, it's more people that are just dancing at the club, and it's kind of a, I don't know, I feel like everybody's really there for the music in a way that, I don't know if it's just because the Burning Man people aren't there, or if it's just there's not as many people out in general. I don't know. It just had a different vibe. Like, it had a totally different vibe last weekend, and I'm thinking tonight's going to have a different vibe, too. And it's a good vibe. It's a really good vibe, so... Vibe. Yeah. I'm almost curious, and now I'm, like, debating. I kind of want to, like, check it out with you because I normally go to Burning Man parties because I actually like the music. So if you're saying, like, the opposite, I'm like, hmm... Maybe I will investigate tonight. Oh, well, you're 
more than welcome to come. Um, I theoretically might have an extra ticket because I wasn't sure that you were coming, so I invited somebody else, but now they can't come, maybe. So I'm like, I don't know. We'll see what happens at midnight. Maybe Shadow Lady will be with Madison in the club. <laughs> it's a crazy Dolby Atmos sound system tonight. It's going to be the bomb. Just saying. What's going on? I think Pegasus has been doing a lot of research for our for our grand topic today. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited. I was like, stats, stats, yeah, stats, I do stats. remember a few things. Um, so I guess if uh, if our check-ins are all done, <laughs> the one then, uh, then we... Shadow Lady, present. Okay, present. <laughs> uh, Jay Quellen, present. Um, yeah. Pegasus, present. Ah, there we go. Pegasus. It's Friday. I am, you know, back when I drank, I was completely either sozzled or hungover by this day. And I, uh, you know, after a, a week of actually working now, I, I still feel pretty tired. So I'm not entirely here. Totally understand. Yeah. I'll catch up with you all. Yeah. I feel, yeah. I mean, yeah, go for it. No, okay. no. I was just uh, wondering how this uh, microphone smells like hairspray. Hey, you know what? I just smelled my microphone and I wanted to puke. <laughs> Don't do that, guys. Uh. Yeah, it's... Hairspray is a lot better. And hopefully nobody puked on this microphone. Um, Bob, smell yours. Anything? No. Roses really smell like... Yeah, they've got the primary microphones that get used a lot more than the guest microphones. We spit in, uh, we spit in so much game on these mics. Uh, so I think that uh, the topic was, uh, the theme for tonight uh, proposed by Pegasus was a really cool one. And uh, uh, it was about um, how the people how people relate to holidays and occasions and in their drinking and use and partying and and maybe not um and the kind of fun or not that they have and so we were sort of prepping for this with a little discussion that was fun and um i definitely have stories and experiences i can share uh, being out there drunk at all these occasions and also what it's like sober i just Pegasus got me thinking about how, like, now I just fall asleep often. <laughs> and let's not pussyfoot around this. People love a three-day weekend so that they can just go and get as fucked up as possible, be completely blotto for three days, and then stagger in on Tuesday and, you know, uh, try to make some semblance of getting back to work. At least that's how it was for me. Blotto. Isn't blotto from Blotto. Like, uh, oh, Bluto. My name is Otto. I like to get Blotto. <laughs> Reference from please. The Simpsons. Yeah. Otto the bus driver. Oh, okay. That's what he says in AA. No, no he goes way. To an AA meeting. Simpsons. Why did I not know that there is a character that goes to an AA? Is it new? Like newer episodes? Well, there's actually Barney, the who was originally the the drunk. Oh yeah. He, he actually gets clean and sober. And for uh, around... <laughs> he said Barney. I, I thought of the dinosaur. I'm like, yeah, what? He's yeah. in The Simpsons? Yeah, well, okay. Wow. Barney that's, sober? That's where your mind goes. Yeah. Uh, can't you just imagine Barney the dinosaur stumbling around drunk, though? Yes. 
You're well, my best friend. Oh boy, we need. Th- has there been a documentary about the man inside the costume oh my God. or the voice? <laughs> now we need to find out what was going did, on. Did there. you guys ever play Doom? The video yeah, game. Yeah, of course, Doom? definitely. Th- oh, th- yeah. There was a mod for Doom that uh, re- replaced uh, the monsters with Barney, <laughs> and it was really disturbing because the, it would it would make the "I love you" as like the monster noise, and you'd be running around in these rooms, and this like just evil "I love you" would just echo through <laughs> the speakers as it was getting closer and closer, and then this giant purple dinosaur would try to kill you. Wow. Yeah, that is... I would have liked that, actually. Um, I I remember I got into Rise of the Triad uh, more than Doom for some reason. Doom, the movie, was fantastic. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, my God, yeah. And Carl Urban. I actually love that movie for real, so... Could you? I do. I yeah. love The Rock. Oh my Could you? god! I oh, love I the love rock. The Rock. Oh yeah. Could you? And they actually. Explain? He's got a new show. Ballers. Yes. Yeah. It's Ball- been around. Ballers is not new. It's been around for like four seasons, three seasons. For me. Oh. A <laughs> hey, new Dave Chappelle. It's actually new. kind of surprising that he's still doing it. You know, this year, uh, Dwayne Johnson is the highest paid actor. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. In TV and film, or just in, in yeah. well, yeah. Period. In, yeah. In film, mainly. He's. Yeah. Uh, I love him. I mean, we gotta celebrate that guy's neck muscles. All right. I think he deserves to be paid a hundred million dollars a year for for that achievement alone. Yeah. <laughs> we should start a slow <laughs> slow clap. Well, I want to watch his okay. new movie. Um, what is it? Uh, the Fast Furious spinoff. Oh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I gotta watch Hobbs and Shaw. Oh boy, yeah, that's something. So, we were talking about somehow about holidays, holidays, holidays. holidays. happy holidays. holidays, happy well, I- holidays. <laughs> well, what holiday do we have coming up here? Does anybody remember the name of it? The one on Monday. Yeah, that that would be Labor Day, I believe. Okay, well, I just. You know, not every, everybody confuses. Some people confuse well, you know, we Memorial Day and Labor Day. International listeners. All right, I do. International <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Can anybody explain nobody what ever. this holiday is actually oh, about? Gosh, I have no idea. I thought it was like a rest for the workers. It's like a total socialist for the people proletariat holiday. At least oh, that's what I thought. I thought it was a celebration of communism. I mean, I yeah. of course that would get voted into a federal holiday up, here in the United States. <laughs> Now somebody has to look it up on the interweb. <laughs> That's what Wikipedia is um, for. Well, so um, I thought it was, you know, I just remembered what it was like for me, and I kind of was kind of curious what the statistics are, as Jay Quillen was was saying, and um, it's just sort of interesting what the uh, what are the most popular days holidays to get drunk on and um well the most popular years, of course the most popular is mardi gras oh well I mean, what? by I mean, by the average number of drinks consumed per holiday it's across the entire population not just amongst those of us who binge drink i mean that's read fairly regional i would think yeah, yeah. I don't know how they cooked up these statistics. It's just a. Well, this is from alcohol.org, and we're uh, Jake well, Paul and I were looking at this we, earlier. And we are not so, so, sure hey, that ooh. this is not an industry so where, where organization. Do, where, does, where does St. Patty's rank? Number three, I'm guessing. That's right. Hey. Number three. Ah. 
Um, number two is New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Yeah. Number three is St. Patrick's Day. Number four, anybody want to guess that there's some... Uh, beta Breakers. <laughs> <laughs> Not an actual holiday. Um, that would be the 4th of July. Hey, it was a holiday four. for me. It was three holidays. Um, oh, and I guess I should count off the uh, the number of average number of drinks consumed per capita. Begins with Mardi Gras at 4.5, New Year's Eve 4.4, St. Patrick's Day 4.2, 4th of July 3.8. I mean, that's kind of mystifying. You would think it would be more for celebrating our nationalistic birthday. And then we have Halloween at number five. Oh, yeah. Three and a half drinks per. And then Cinco de Mayo, three and a half drinks. Um, I have a feeling Halloween is also like a big drug drug day. Oh, yeah. Or night. Uh, then we have Memorial Day at 3.3 drinks per. And inexplicably, La- Labor Day is only 3.2 ah. drinks per. Hmm. And that's holiday number eight. Then we have winter holidays at 3.1 and Thanksgiving at 2.7. Labor Day that doesn't is seem right like to me. lamenting the end of summer, right? Isn't what there are something... the months? I have a question. What are the months for those holidays? Because I wonder, like, if it starts like you're you're partying hardcore. What's the first one? Is it New Year's? Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Is what is it? New Orleans. It, I mean, Carnival. <laughs> so you start partying in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> right. You move from... Isn't Mardi Gras right before Easter? Oh yeah. Yeah, but is. I feel like there's different dates for that i get confused well no, Car- it, it, carnival is different dates I per mean, country so that you can travel around carnival. and hit carnival yeah well, i've always kind of equated the two holidays yeah, in my mind but i, I guess, guess mardi gras is specific to new orleans oh it's, yeah it's the yeah, day yeah. before ash wednesday yes, yes. march yeah. 5th oh yeah. but wait Tuesday. in in 2018 it was february 13th in 2020 it will be february 25th yeah it's because easter isn't on the same day well why is that Hmm. Ask God. I was going to say, because <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Jesus rose more. I don't know. Yeah. Free that, speech radio. Okay. Disco <laughs> Jesus. I'm pretty sure there's probably not a high A friend of mine has of a uh, lenticular listening. Jesus in his bathroom. What is that? Uh, lenticular are the uh, images that move when you when you change the angle that you're viewing them from. Do the eyes follow yes. you? No, no. The eyes open and close when you move. Oh, no. oh yeah. in the bathroom. It's, it's like yeah, it's like Jesus on the cross with the cr- crown of thorn of crown of thorns, and the eyes open and close when you move. It's great. Yeah. Jesus is watching you. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on then. I, yeah, I came home the other day and somebody left a big picture of Jesus on my front oh, door. Oh, yeah, you texted me Yeah, that. I was like, what is this? But I think it was Church it was of me. Christ of Latter-day Saints. It looked like an LDS one, but I could be wrong. You got? Do you have a picture of it? I do. Oh, you did send me a picture. I think I deleted the picture, yeah, though, I but it. I sent it to... But was it LDS? I don't know. So we have one of those doorbell cameras that you can see who was on your porch, and it was these three women. So I don't know, three young women. Oh, that's not LDS. Then. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. Yeah, it's probably Jehovah's suits. Witness. Yeah, yeah. So. Hova. Now that I think about it, the Mormons would have had the. Hova. Had the suits with the name tags, Elder so and so, and Elder so and so. Um, so oh, so we we're, we're trying it without music. Um, it, without music. People have commented that uh, the music can be a little distracting because what happens is 
everything, all this audio gets compressed down to like nothing on the internet and ends up with a bunch of noise. Wait, is that lossless compression? Did you discover lossless compression? No? Silicon Valley guys? No? Um, no, That was the guy from the show. Yeah. Lossless (laughs) compression over the internet of things, your refrigerator (laughs) acting as your server or something like that. Um, but maybe we have some tech people here who could explain things to us. <laughs> so Labor Day, Pegasus, you had some more. You're giving us some stats oh, on yeah. different holidays. And uh, did you want to, unless you had other stuff, did you want to share about your Labor Day experiences? Pre and post apocalypse? I... Uh... I, I think we're awash in a sea of statistics over here, and m- maybe we could all share on our yeah. But feel, please, please pepper in the stats. What are you guys doing? I'll throw for stuff this out Labor periodically. Day. How about that? Going to the beach. Nice, Jake Wallen. Um, really don't know. Madison. I am going to the office to work. Uh, Forget Darren. I asked you, <laughs> Bob. <Darren>. Laundry. <laughs> Better than for Shadow Lady. <laughs> I'm going hiking. Nice. Where? Um, Presidio. Presidio. I think it's called like Lovers Lane or oh. something. Ooh. I've never been there. It's really pretty. Lovers in Lane. The huh? photo. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going with my Love old friend from high school, her baby, and her aunt. Oh, so cute. Yeah, all girls. Oh yeah, that's really cool. Um. I wanted to go. I'm off six days. I have shared that with you guys. I am in the halfway. This is the halfway point of having six days off. And it's gone by fast. I am. Yeah, I have three more days, but I know it's going to go by super fast. But uh, I wanted to go on a hike. Since you mentioned that, I, I had all these ideas. I wanted to go on a solo road trip. But I have so many commitments, you know, through the day. I was like. Nah, can't do it. Can't do it. But the reason I took six days off in the first place was because I got it cleared at work to go to Burning Man, which I've never been to and I'm not really interested in going to. We can do our own burn at the beach. Uh, do Light it. some stuff up. Oh, yeah. Pyro. Um, That's a good idea. Do you guys know how to do a bonfire? Like, what's the deal? Because I'm... Not like a Cali native. Do you get a permit or you just bring some gasoline and newspaper? (laughs) What do we do? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you go about doing that. But we've been thinking of buying a fire pit for our yard. So I don't know. Maybe we could get on that. Can you buy it? this weekend and then I'm we'll actually the burn really, now I'm like yeah I'm like that's a really good idea we should buy a fire pit this weekend I feel like I have some stuff I need to write down on paper and burn to let go of it you know what I mean like there's something it sounds amazing nice about doing that maybe some tax numbers <laughs> exactly a tax code at the end of law school my neighbors burnt the tax code in our driveway so that was sort of entertaining but yeah, <laughs> literally. Well, they burnt one one volume of the ten volumes of the Internal Revenue Code, but you know. 
w was that in solidarity with you or no everybody else hated tax except for me so you know uh. hey guys just wanted to interrupt this program well you know for our uh, for all our just wanted to interrupt this program and let you know, for all our uh, podcast fans, uh, you may just be tuning into us now. <laughs> so if uh, uh, here you're on with uh, me, Jay Quellen, my co-host Pegasus, and our lovely friends of the pod and guests, and our co-host uh, Shadow Lady, who's recently uh, upgraded, promoted from intern to co-host. But I want to say an intern. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'll leave it up to you. <laughs> okay. We'll leave it up to the Standards and Ethics Board. But we have our friends of the pod, Madison and Bob, and uh, Shadow Lady, Pegasus, and myself. Uh, just for those of you who may just be tuning in, um, welcome. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Shadow Lady always has something good to, to, to fill. To fill when we go when we go dead but um yeah labor day uh yeah this i have these six days off thought i would go to the only reason burning man was on the table is because uh, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago i guess a friend an acquaintance just was like i'm making it super easy for you man i have a ticket i have housing uh you know everything just do it a ton of our friends are going and it's special and i was like oh maybe i'll go are are, are you going no oh it's, it's too, a bit late now it's too late yeah. <laughs> it's definitely too late i can't yeah, communicate with anybody there <laughs> but no uh definitely you, not going do you know what he was offering you as far as housing uh yeah they they had an rv oh. uh, so it was a it was a bed in an rv uh, i think that would have been quite nice uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's, uh, it's not, a, it's not cheap. I mean, it w it was, the total cost was going to be thousands of dollars. The ticket that it, it's a thousand dollar ticket, I guess, you know, I mean, you guys may know this, but, uh, where we are today, I guess with, uh, Burning Man ticket sales is that, you know, you follow some instructions to try to get the, uh, limited release, uh, supply of, uh, roughly $400 tickets, I think 380 or 400. And then they have a parking pass, which I think is under a hundred dollars. And then they have a ton of tickets that are a thousand dollars, but everything sells out. All those tickets sell oh, out. Yeah. But I think those are resales. Uh, no, like the ones no, that are a thousand. No, the thousands are not resale. They are thousands are original. They are, they are just, uh, the next level after the, um, the $400 ones sell out mm. and they're just trying to generate revenue, run their thing, you know, make it happen, keep it going. Uh, but resales, I did look, I became very curious. I did a lot of homework. All of this spurred me on to potentially really think about it, do my homework, satisfy some of the conditions that weren't being met, uh, for me this year, which is why I didn't go and go next year, um, and try to get that cheaper ticket. But, um, I was going to say on StubHub, I did when I was doing my homework on, you know, is a thousand dollars a good price. There were 500 tickets on StubHub, uh, about a week before, you know, people started going and the minimum price was sixteen or seventeen hundred dollars, and that minimum price dropped. You know, every day, every day. You know, as we got closer, I don't know what the the bottom price ended up being, or what what a ticket would cost now. Like <laughs> five hundred—that's a lot of tickets to gouge. But I, uh, my friends say that you know, gouging is not in the spirit of of the program. <laughs> I guess 
but I don't know. Anyways, what do I know? I haven't been is there. Is paying $1,000 in the spirit of the thing? Oh, yeah. Like... So my whole thing, this last minute thing, was going to reasonably cost me $2,500. Very reasonable, everyone said. That's yeah. insane. That's... For for Burning Man, that's actually not bad. I should have gone. I think the tickets were forty five dollars the first time I went. Yeah, I know, Bob. You were saying that you went. Yeah, yeah. I've been a number of times uh, to Black Rock City, or is that that's what they call it? Yeah, yeah, the playa. yeah. Wow. Except for the one year that it wasn't on the playa. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there was one year that uh, the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, uh, kind of at the last minute just wouldn't give them permits to do it in the usual dry lake bed that they do it on. So they scrambled and um, got a uh, local rancher to give him permission to do it on his uh, cattle ranch. Um, And uh, yeah, it was really weird. It was uh, not a dry lake bed. And the first thing they had to do was uh, clean up all of the dead cow bones and dead cow carcasses, and they actually took all of the uh, cow bones and built a giant sculpture out of it, which is very much in the um, Burning Man. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, it was it was okay, but um, I mean, part of being out in the middle of the dry lake bed is that there's there's no plants, there's no bugs, there's nothing, and when you're uh, you know kind of in a grassland it's definitely a different different feel but it was it was still fun it was still burning man i would go if somebody paid for my stuff <laughs> <laughs> and, and and gave you an rv to sleep in exactly. i don't even care though like, i feel lady, like i would totally sponsored. be like yeah anyone who wants to sponsor me i mean i'll make art i'll cook <laughs> i'll do service i just won't pay because i think it's ridiculous I think you can volunteer and potentially go free or discounted. Um, I don't know, but I heard that. I think you need like a month though, because don't you go like three weeks in advance and help them set up Ooh. and like all that? Wow, like, they're I think set it's up and like break a, down. Yeah, yeah I, think it's like I, I don't think process. it's something you can just volunteer for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There are people who have been doing it for years. Yeah. I know people at work as, uh, as yeah. security, and they're like training throughout the year, and they're you it, know. It's 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 not a volunteer position. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a drug. It's Indeed. a lifestyle. <laughs> Indeed, it's taken over San Francisco. It's funny. Like I definitely know in the startup world, like it's such a big deal, and I always keep my opinions to myself but you can read it in my face like mm, when i was in that circle i'm just like yeah <laughs> so cool there was a, a startup that um the the ceo bought um all of his employees tickets to burning man this year what yeah oh as you know a place to uh foster new ideas dang or... it why didn't i work there that could have been my shot bob oh yeah except <laughs> you would probably would have had to be at burning man with your co-workers and that would have sucked <laughs> well i mean yeah. i've generally like liked my co-workers now especially being sober i feel like i tolerate people a lot more hmm. yeah for sure I, uh, I definitely, uh, on that note, I definitely have more charitable views towards people. I'm not as misanthropic, misanthropic, but, uh, and I feel like people are just doing the best they can. You know, I, I think I give people the benefit of the doubt these days rather than think that, uh, people are out to get me or, you know, 
anyways, just on that topic. Oh, back to Burning Man. <laughs> See, and I hate people more now. What? Wait, so why do you hate people now? I don't know. I think that now, I feel like I'm more aware of people's behavior, and I always... I mean, I've always been an optimist. I always think people have good intentions, but through sobriety and through being a little more aware of what's going on, I think there's a lot of people that actually, not a lot, I think there's a few people that really actually don't have good intentions. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And, like, that's something that I never used to really see before, whereas now I kind of do, and it's kind of sad, but but for the most part, I agree with you. Everybody's, the majority of people are just doing the best they can, but, but... Other people are just assholes, and it bugs me now, and before I could just get drunk and not pay attention to it. That's so true, because I had this one best friend for the entire summer, and I realized that we were best friends because I was drunk for the entire summer. BFF. Summer BFF. And she had a convertible. So you were just using her. She was using me, too. I'm a very, very good, like, wing woman. Are. Madison will attest to that. <laughs> are we going to Turn break? Oh, okay. <laughs> we are. We're going to try some new things out, some new music, take a break in a few. So, um, but uh, yeah, people, people, places, and things, guys. Our attitude changes, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll talk more a little bit later about these various holidays that, uh, used to be completely shit-faced on. Um, we won't be gone long. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. You can think of people right. that you either hate or tolerate while in break. All right. Was we'll it, be back. Who, who was it? Uh, Diderot or, uh, uh, hell is other people was a proclamation made by uh, Jean-Paul Sartre, I believe. And that's how I felt as a drunk. On that note. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) All right, we'll be back. Back in a minute.
Are we coming back, guys? Hey, y'all. Thanks for uh, chilling out with those tunes. Uh, let's see. Let's get everybody back on. Bob, who was that? Uh, good question. It was, it was really chill. Chill tunes. Yeah, that was... 07. All right, 07. Um, and uh, very cool. That was very chill. I think um, we're all pretty tired. <laughs> I think it was good mellow, mellow tune there. But uh, we are back. And... Uh, hey, get off your phone, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so I think Shadow Lady has some stats for all of us about all these stats earlier i was looking up uh, about pizza like what's the most popular popular days for pizza sales domino's has published those statistics and the top days include new year's uh eve new year's day and the thanksgiving eve which uh and halloween i think uh, and oh, what am I talking about? The Super Bowl as well. Super Bowl is up there. But to Thanksgiving Eve is a holiday that I always refer to as the pre-Thanksgiving shit show. Everybody comes home. They go to their local neighborhood dive bar and get trashed before they have to hang out with the family. All right. I got a game. <clears throat> I have a game for us to play for the stats. There's going to be three choices. And... I would like you guys to guess like which one is the number one, the number two, and number three that people consume on certain holidays. Okay. All right. For Halloween, put this in order from number one, two, and then three. There's, <laughs> yes, sugar is a drug for sure, but no, that's not part of it. Um, tequila, beer, and vodka. Wait, what? Between those three, like which one is number one, which number two? Which is consumed the most on Halloween? Correct. Oh, oh. Vodka. Oh, what are the... What That's are your th number one. What's your number two and three? Well, vodka's always my number one. <laughs> Wait, tequila, beer, and this vodka? This is for the there. masses, not just personal. Well, I can only go by my own experience. Halloween, I'm going to say tequila's at the top. Okay. All and right, so let's make it easy. What's your guess for number one? Yeah. Pegasus. Tequila, vodka, or beer? I already know the answer. Ah, uh, all right. Then <laughs> Then guess wrong. Ma keep, no. Keep I'm going to say beer. <laughs> okay. Oh. Madison. I can literally see the answers. <laughs> <laughs> so then you better get this right. Tequila. Tequila mocking. Schnapps. <laughs> Wild card. It's not part of the choices. Jesus. And you can already see it. X factor. Beer. <laughs> That's right. It's beer for Halloween. Oh. All right. Next. For Thanksgiving, which one is number one between whiskey, beer, and wine? Wine. Yeah, probably wine. Tequila. Tequila, Tequila. and turkey. They, they go hand in hand. And the answer is wine. So the soft stuff is what you're saying. Yeah. I think it's classier. Maybe around Thanksgiving, you know. I mean, are we going by number of drinks or the amount of actual alcohol content? Mm, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Okay, last one. For 
sipping season. This is, I want to say, around maybe Christmas or... I'm sorry, did you say sipping season? Yeah, like, yeah. sipping season? I think that just means, like, during the winter. Is this, like, an Australian website? I <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> sipping season, I didn't know that term. Well, anyway, so for, let's say it's for Christmas and New Year's. Okay. Uh, but then that's kind of easy. I'll just answer. It's champagne. champagne. Yep. Yeah, there right. we go. Thanks mm. for playing, guys. Oh. <laughs> that's my do, game. Do, 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 do. I, um, I don't know. Who did Madison? Madison and Pegasus. <laughs> and Shadow Lady. It would be sad if I didn't win. Madison is staring at the answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how you ace a test. <laughs> Okay, I have a new game. <laughs> How can you tell if you're a binge drinker? Is this a joke or a game? It's a game. <laughs> it, it might be both. We haven't decided yet. But let's see if you say yes or no. Even if you don't drink alcohol every day, you could be a binge drinker if you. So we'll go around the room and you say like yes or no to each one, okay? Did you guys get that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Making sure <laughs> you understand the rules. Regularly drink more than the low-risk drinking guidelines in a single session. So I guess that would be like two drinks, right? Two drink What's minimum. What's the low-risk drinking guideline? I think the low-risk guide, guide guideline like is actually one drink. Yeah, yeah, it's even less than two drinks a day. It's some like amount that nobody drinks, obviously. So do you try to drink less than like the guideline? What these days? <laughs> um well that's wait, what was no. <laughs> in in my drink when I drank, I was a binge drinker. I don't need this quiz to tell me yeah, that. Two two bottles and I, I, I two bottles I, mean, I think is over the guideline. Well, with this group of people, I think the answers are gonna be pretty obvious to these questions. <laughs> The answer is an emphatic yes. The, times, the times answer a million, is yes. We, we, this game is no fun. You guys don't know how to play <laughs> by hey, the rules. Alcohol. This is a game that that we all lose. <laughs> I say, well, did did you drink? Did you drink less than the guidelines, Shadow Lady? My guideline was like, don't drink if you're pregnant. <laughs> so. <laughs> so the rest of the time, just as much as as you wanted, or. I was going to make like a really bad joke, but I'll keep that to myself. Okay. okay. Free speech radio. Free speech radio. <laughs> like now I want to know. Oh boy. I'll tell you at the club later. Sweet. You can find me at the club. Without bub in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Sorry. Karaoke hour with Madison. I, I actually have been listening to that song a lot lately because I love it. Is that 50 Cent? It is 50 Cent. He's coming back. Is he? No. Everything old is new again. Oh, boy. Dave Chappelle. He's old and he's new. What about this? What countries have the worst drinking cultures? Ireland. Russia. Yeah, Russia. Well, qualify worst drinking yeah. culture. Highest amount of consumed or highest rates of alcoholism or... Um, I think it Most wives beaten... <laughs> Do you know where that is? 
Do I? Yeah. Do you have a, the information there? No, I, I'm asking you. I like, where are the most wives be in? I, I don't know. I was wondering what you were, how you were qualifying this, These this are question. All very unexpected. I don't even right. know what I'm reading right now. Can you help me? <laughs> yeah. Because he's trying to ask me how all to right. qualify it. I'm an inter. This is why I need to stay an intern. No. How do I you're, scroll? Because I don't understand how to use it. You're at Mac. the helm of this show tonight. <laughs> Max, confuse me. I'm a PC girl. Uh, I hate Max. Max Bialystok. They don't say what is the worst drinking culture. I think they just say, um, oh, so it's science have been trying a survey exploring drinking advice around the world found that the answer to how much alcohol is safe to drink varies depending on where you live. Uh, so each of these countries think that these amounts are safe to drink. Right. Yeah. See, see, that's one of the funny things about, you know, the alcohol rates in different countries is that, you know, what is considered alcoholism is, you know, varies in different countries. What people right. consider to be problem drinking is, you know, different in different countries. Oh, I see how this goes. So essentially, actually, the United States thinks it's safe to drink the most alcohol. The United States and the Philippines say it's safe to drink 14 grams, whatever. <laughs> grams, grams, I guess? Grams of alcohol. Well, yeah, grams. Safe G for is what? grams, right? I guess. Uh, are we talking safe to drive? Gallons. Or, or yeah, gallons. Safe 14, <laughs> 14 gallons per year. Oh, my God. So I guess three or four drinks a day is thought to be safe in the U.S. What? But in Sweden, that's well over the amount. So they recommend two drinks a day. Um, and I guess a standard drink in Iceland and the UK is 88 grams, sorry, eight grams of alcohol compared to 20 grams, grams in Austria. Huh. But I do think that's interesting that Americans think it's safest to drink way more than everybody else. Italy comes slightly after the States. Wait, but um, was this study conducted by an American <laughs> and Heiser yeah, years ago when I lied to my doctor and told her I only had oh, uh, this four is to the five, Guardian. Uh, oh, years ago when I lied to my doctor and told her I only had four to five drinks, uh, five to six times a week, she told me that was too much. Yeah, well, I think these are talking to people, like just random people. Yeah. Oh wait, this the is street. the science of random people. It is. Yeah. So this is like. Yeah, we asked readers to summarize their country's attitude towards alcohol, and the unscientific results seem to suggest we might all be tipping the scale when it comes to consuming oh. a safe amount. So, I don't trust anything by The Guardian. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's seriously. Kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, Japan, everybody drinks. What, what's the poll size on this? I don't know. We, I like we this asked part. 10 people. Like this, this part, like where they have like a summary of what their drinking culture is like. So for example, here, South Africa, it's 11 to 12 grams and their um, tagline is most people drink socially. And then for Spain, grams? it's 10 grams. Is it grams, right? It's got to be grams. Yeah. Okay. What the heck? Workers stop for brunch with a beer followed by a big brandy. So that's for Spain. And then here we go, repping. Yeah, Philippines. Once a bottle is opened, it must be finished. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, I am Filipino. And then France, 